0: Hello everyone, my name is Pete Bowen and welcome to Wisdom, Leadership & Success, Real Talk About Life, where the goal is to help you become more successful in all aspects of your life. You can subscribe to this blog and podcast at my websites, www.realtalkaboutlife.com or petebowen.net. It's also available on iTunes and other podcast services. Today, we're going to begin an ongoing conversation about the importance and power of love. Love is obviously a subject very present in our lives. When we are in love, we're happy. When we're out of love, we're heartbroken and unhappy. We love our parents and our kids. Love is the subject of more than half of the hit songs on the radio. As present as love is in our lives, I don't think we have a good understanding of love. Maybe we're too familiar with it. Maybe we take it for granted. All too often we think of love as little more than falling in romantic love with someone. No doubt, romantic love, Eros, is awesome. It feels great, it's exciting, maybe even intoxicating. But love is much bigger than that. It includes love for your parents and your children, love for your friends, the self-giving love that leads some people to sacrifice their lives for others. Love isn't just something we feel. Love is also an action. In my blog, The Meaning of Life, Happiness, we talk about the importance of relationship for happiness in life. A study that Harvard has been doing for more than 70 years shows that the most important thing for happiness in life is having high-quality relationships. Happiness does not just come from money or fame or social status. Happiness is deeply tied to having great relationships, and the best relationships are love-based relationships. Loving relationships with your friends, with your spouse, with your children, with your coworkers. Being loved by others changes us. When we practice loving others, it changes us too. Not just changed emotionally, but it changes us physically. We're biologically wired for love. It's deeply embedded in our DNA. That Harvard study didn't just show that high-quality relationships make you happier in life. People with good relationships are healthier and actually live longer. Let's flip that the other way. Loneliness, the lack of love, is as deadly as smoking or alcoholism. There's more. Babies. It turns out that if you give babies all the food and water they need, If you give them all the nutrition they need, but you don't give them love and physical affection, almost 40% of them will die. That's a 40% death rate for babies who don't get love. More than half of the survivors will have significant psychological problems. The simple and yet profound answer for the meaning of life, for happiness, is having good, loving relationships in your life. Love is the foundation for a healthy and happy life. No matter what, having a deeper understanding of love and practicing love has enormous benefits in life. You'll have better relationships with your spouse and children and family. You'll be a much more successful leader at work. You'll have the best chance for fulfillment and happiness in your own life. In fact, over time, we'll find that love is at the very core of life. The more you understand love, the better you'll be at every aspect of your life. One experience taught me a very important lesson about love and life. It's really make or break. Your understanding of love will dramatically impact your understanding of life. True story. I had a friend at the gym who was an accomplished doctor with an Ivy League education. Very smart, very intellectual guy. He claimed to be an atheist, and we had interesting and thoughtful conversations about life. He had a very nice wife, who I saw frequently at church. It seemed clear by the way he talked about and treated her that he was very much in love with her. So we had our conversations, mostly fun, intellectual sparring about life, while riding stationary bikes in the gym. One day our talk was interrupted by a loud crash behind us. A person working out on one of the elliptical machines had collapsed. The doctor jumped off his stationary bike and helped save that person's life. I didn't see the doctor again for some time. Our workout schedules just didn't coincide. Then we ran into each other again at the gym, and he related something that had been troubling him. You see, the person who had collapsed had been trying to exercise himself into a heart attack. He'd been trying to kill himself by workout. And then the doctor saved him, frustrating that attempt. After saving the person's life, the doctor had gone to visit him in the hospital. Much to the doctor's surprise, the patient was very angry at the doctor for saving his life. A few weeks later, that person succeeded in ending his own life. It was obvious that this had really bothered the doctor. He had spent his whole professional life helping people stay healthy. Now he was confronted with a situation and person that contradicted all of that. Our conversation was no longer fun, intellectual sparring. Now it was real, tangible, hard, deadly serious. Someone was dead. Real life and death intruded on our comfortable conversations and lives. Did I do the right thing? The doctor asked, saving his life when he wanted to die. He was asking me because he knew I was an ethics guy and maybe I had the right answer. I started by offering that it depends on how you understand life. If you believe in the wisdom paradigm approach to life, then you will eventually conclude that you did the right thing saving his life. In the wisdom understanding of life, the one underlying all the world's great religions and philosophies, our purpose in life is to become good people and find fulfillment and happiness. In the wisdom paradigm, we become good by doing what is loving and best for others. Committing suicide is never what is best. Suicide is final. There's no coming back to reconsider things. Suicide devastates those who love you. Suicide ends possibility and hope. On the other hand, if you believe in the alternative, a postmodern understanding of life, If you really believe this universe and our lives, quote, just happened, if you believe that life has no inherent deeper purpose or meaning, that there's no truth with a capital T, then you can think whatever you want about saving the guy's life. If there's no meaning or purpose, then against what truth are you going to compare your action to see if it was right or wrong? The meaning of your action to save his life is whatever you want to make of it. I had given an intellectual response to a deeply emotional question, and it clearly fell short. So I felt myself asking a different question from a different place. Do you love your wife, I asked. Yes, he answered. That love you have for her, is it real? Is that love something deep and transcendent? Or is that love just a chemical reaction in your brain? That was the end of our conversation many years ago. Now I'm asking that question of you. Is love something deep and transcendent or just a chemical reaction in your brain? Your answer literally makes all the difference in the world. Your answer to that question will determine your direction in life stop for a minute and think specifically about some of those you most deeply love and who most deeply love you. Maybe it's your mother or your father, your spouse, your children, your closest friend. Would you be willing to die for any of them? Are those feelings that you have for them, those relationships you have with them, are they real and meaningful and deep and transcendent? Or are those relationships nothing more than a chemical reaction in your brain? If love captures some aspect of the transcendent, then you'll be in a position to understand and embrace the power of love. If love captures some aspect of the transcendent, then you'll be in a position to understand and embrace the power of love to make you successful in your work, your family, and your life. On the other hand, if love does not capture some aspect of the transcendent, if love is nothing more than a chemical reaction in your brain, then you're an addict and a fool. You're an addict because when you encounter that person you, quote, love, your brain releases chemicals and your neurons fire, and it makes you feel amazing. Those feelings of, quote, love, I mean those chemical reactions, create compulsive behavior in you despite harmful consequences. If you've ever been in love, you know exactly what I mean. Those chemical reactions make you go out of your way and do crazy things for the one you love. That's the joke about love. Love makes you do stupid things. There's impaired control because love makes you crave the love despite attempts to cut it down or control it. Love creates social problems because love makes you focus on the one you love, no matter the social or work consequences. Love includes risky behavior. You'll do whatever you need to spend time with your love. And anyone who has ever broken up with the one they love knows that the symptoms of withdrawal from love are terrible. All these things are indicators of addictive behavior. If you think that love is nothing more than a chemical reaction in your brain, then you're a fool because you know that love is false and addictive and you still do it anyway. Finally, if you believe that love is nothing more than a chemical reaction and that there's nothing transcendent in reality and you pursue what that really means, then you must soon come to the realization that there is no deeper meaning or purpose in life. You're nothing. Meaningless. Hopeless. That powerful chemical reaction called love is just a false and cruel addiction that enslaves you. That would be a pretty bleak, hopeless, and depressing realization. I hope, for your sake, that you're not there. Fortunately, I think you know deep down that love is real and deep and transcendent. As human beings, we are biologically wired for love to mirror, to reflect the transcendent. And when you understand that deep reality, you can see why our fulfillment and happiness are so deeply intertwined with love. With loving relationships, we find health, long life, fulfillment, and happiness. You can see why love is the most important thing in life. You want to lead a great life? Practice love and develop great relationships. Want to lead a great family with great kids who have great futures? Practice loving them and teaching them to love. Want to be a great and successful leader in your work? Love your people and teach them to love too. That's the key to developing the highest trust and highest performance relationships possible. It gives your people meaning and fulfillment and happiness and gives your team an incredible competitive advantage. Want to help lead a great community and nation? Practice loving your neighbors, no matter how stupid or irrational or wrong you believe them to be. Practicing love makes you a better person, even if your neighbors don't get smarter. And practicing love gives your community and nation the best chance to come together for the best possible future. So, Do you believe in love? And what are you doing today to practice love? Thank you for listening to Wisdom, Leadership, and Success, Real Talk About Life with me, Pete Bowen. I hope you've enjoyed this blog and podcast. Please visit our website, realtalkaboutlife.com, where you can find additional information and subscribe to this blog and podcast. I'd love to hear your comments and questions and suggestions on how we can make this podcast better. Finally, please share us on social media with your friends. Have a great day.